We are parents, teachers, and educators. And like you, we're passionate about restoring our culture for Christ. This is Veritas Vox, the voice of classical Christian education. Hello again. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Veritas Vox, the voice of classical Christian education. Today we have with us none other than one of our veteran teachers for our online school, Veritas Scholars Academy. Her name is Hetty Weber. Hetty, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for this opportunity, Marlon. You are. Uh, it's so nice to have you here. Hetty lives in Colonial Williamsburg, and uh, I understand your husband is retired Navy. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself growing up, your family, educational background and career, that sort of thing. Okay, great. Thanks. Um, I grew up in San Antonio, Texas, which is a wonderful city full of culture and history and delicious food. So grew up in a great food environment with a very uh, loving family um, and went to public school. I didn't go to private school or classical school, but I did take Latin in high school. School. My mother wanted me to take Latin. I don't know why, but I think it was a you know providential God thing that um, I got introduced to Latin at a relatively young age when it wasn't still it wasn't you know as prevalent as it even is now. I don't think back in that time. But um, so graduated from high school, I went to college at the University of Colorado, but then transferred to Texas A and M, where I graduated with a degree in history. And I met my husband soon thereafter. He was um, commissioned into the Navy, and we so we got married pretty young and moved all over the place. We've lived in many different places like Georgia, California, England, and Ohio, and just all kinds of places you wouldn't expect a Navy person to live. But um, I don't know. I don't know what the Navy does in Ohio. <laughs> well, he's in the supply. He was in the supply community, so kind of more the business side. So we did a lot of education and things. And um, anyway, we've had a wonderful experience with the Navy, and it's been just amazing. We've had three children and um, settled here in Williamsburg, Virginia. I began teaching. We I started out homeschooling. Uh, we've moved here to Virginia pretty like after 10 years of moving around and we've been settled here pretty much ever since. So we've been here since 2004. We've been pretty settled for a long time and he retired in 2020. So we were able to have that really kind of a stable family, but still have the Navy military experience, which was really wonderful. God's been so good to us. Um, so where was I? Well, you said okay. your husband retired. We moved, to, we moved to Virginia in 2004, and um, I started kind of homeschooling. I, st I didn't really know much about homeschooling, but I didn't want to put our children in. I didn't know how many more times we were going to move, so I didn't want to keep putting them in and out of different schools. So I started homeschooling, and I hate, I'm sorry to say I was not good at homeschooling my children myself at home. I just, they were very, all three really young together and a very resistant oldest child to learning. And I was like, this just is not working. And so I started going to the library and researching and came upon that book, The Well-Trained Mind, which you're probably familiar with that. And I'd never heard of classical school, but that's um, a big 
that's introduced in that book. And so I started looking at classical schools and found a small classical school nearby um, and was hired to teach history there. And my three children went to school there and it was, it was so fun. We went to school together every day, just loved it. And actually the um, person who hired me was Lori Rogers, who now works here as well at our school at Veritas. So that's a really fun fact. And um so she kind of mentored me, and then I ended up taking over teaching Latin when our Latin teacher left. And our Latin teacher also came here, Marsha. I don't know if you remember Marsha um, from a long time ago, but she was a Latin teacher here as well. And anyway, so that's how I came to be here at Veritas. Now, how long have you been teaching at Veritas? I have been teaching here since 2011. I've been teaching in classical schools since 2007. Yeah, that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. So you have been, uh, you have seen a lot mm -hmm. of the growth. And of course, I would guess in 2011, did we have maybe 40 or 50 teachers? Yes, we had many fewer teachers and we yeah. had, we were on the WIMBA, if you remember WIMBA. Oh, and yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> different, different. different world. Well, as you... As you came into teaching at Veritas, you came from teaching in a local, what we sometimes call bricks and mortar school, a school where you go there, kids are in the classroom with you, and now you're teaching in a very different environment. Tell us what it's been like for you, especially in the early years. How would you compare teaching online versus teaching in a classroom, in a physical classroom? The commute is great, obviously. <laughs> the commute's amazing. And you can actually worry about the top half of your clothing when you go to work. You can usually. <laughs> as long as you're careful. <laughs> as long as you're careful about not standing over. No, I'm just I'm teasing about that. But um, so let me think back in the early times. So it's so funny. First of all, my first year, I was still teaching at Calvary Classical School, and then I had picked up a couple of classes here at Veritas um, Scholars Academy. And so because my kids were in school there, I, I would teach in my car sometimes originally because we didn't have the big webcam. We didn't do webcams as much back then. So I would teach in my car. I could go to McDonald's and find the Wi-Fi and teach in my car. And, and so I found it to be very freeing in that way, and I could be where I needed to be. and um, and then the students have just always been so wonderful and the parents here, which they are, they're great in other schools too, but I have found that the culture at our school is just very positive all the, you know, and even with students maybe or families who struggle, I feel like there's always a way to bring out a positive um, end result. And so I don't really know exactly why that is. Maybe it's just our school culture, but I just find it's always very, um, I'm not, I'm not anxious here. I'm not, I don't have any problems with my students' behavior or anything like that. And um, so that's one thing, just me personally, I feel much more calm working online myself. And then I just feel also that I'm able to monitor my students' progress easier online and uh, we use a lot of polling so I can see where they're at and I can almost get to know them better in a way. Yeah. It, uh, what would you say are some of the myths that you've heard people say about online education that you can dispel for us? Myths about online education. 
for example, you just said that there's a sense in which you can monitor student progress better online than you can in person. What other things like that might people think, we just can't do that if you're online, that you really can and, and people don't realize because they haven't, if they haven't experienced it? Okay, so maybe I think I hear a lot about socialization with students, of course, like not knowing each other. And I find um, these these students, I mean, I teach young children, I teach you know, third, fourth, fifth grade, but they are extremely, for the most part, well adjusted and outgoing and very socialized. They love talking to each other. They love sharing their um, interest. I have lots of interest in Legos and, and different book series and um, little toys I've never heard of that they'll show me. And so I do make an effort and particularly in my classes to give some a little bit of social time, not a lot, but maybe just at the very beginning um, or the very end of, you know, hey, tell me what's going on at home or, or what's what you do over the weekend. And they'll love certain ones love to share. And and um, so we have that aspect. And then also just hearing from them just that the things that they do, they're all very, very busy and maybe not busy is the wrong word, but very involved in different activities and, um, you know, they have a they have good happy lives. Yeah, that's and, wonderful. Yeah, I uh, I have been amazed mm-hmm. at how strong the friendships are that are built mm-hmm. completely online. It is uh, at, at, I've said this many times before, but students sometimes come to the end of your gathering at the, celebrating the end of the school year in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and meet in person their best friend for the first. Yeah. And it is so true, and it is just amazing how those things develop in ways that uh, we never even fathomed when we were their age. Yes, exactly. And so, so I think it's all very positive. And uh, I have I seriously never come across any negative. I'm sure there are some here and there, but I I personally have not seen that. The, the parents are very happy. They love the education their children are receiving, and. Um, it is important, of course, that a parent be involved. So yeah. that is one um, place that not all parents are able to do that. And they're not all able to be there. Um, and, you know, everybody can all be there to um, help their children to figure these things out and to um, navigate their day successfully. So that is an important yeah. aspect. You have been teaching for more than a dozen years online with us. You've taught. What all have you taught? Uh, online with us? I have taught, um, so in the Latin program, um, grammar Latin three, four, and five. So that's basically third, fourth, and fifth grade Latin and Latin transition one. And then I've taught Latin one, which was more of a high school Latin. And I've also done an independent study on Latin transition too. Like I had a, a just one student in that like independent. But you've taught things other than Latin too, haven't you? <laughs> Latin also, haven't you? <laughs> yes, and I teach memory period now. That's for the really little ones. <clears throat> Excuse me. And memory period is just so fun. We kind of go through all of our different subjects and learn all the jingles and chants and songs. And um, that's a really fun class for um, younger students. And then I did teach history for a while, but then we more, went to more of a um, d- a different format for history. So in the in the younger years. Very good. 
Now, let's talk a little bit about uh, Latin. There are a variety of reasons that people will give for this. Uh, and there are a lot of people that will be listening to you that may still think, in spite of the fact that there's been a real resurgence in the understanding and need and application for teaching Latin, but there's still a lot of people out there who don't know the answer to this question. So why do we teach Latin? Why is it important for students to learn Latin? Okay, so we teach Latin especially in that we start with Latin young, with young children. And this is um, something that is very common. Or I would say pretty much all classical schools would think that's an important thing to do. It Latin is a wonderful foundation to lay for a student's whole education. It's almost like a, a good thing for the whole child. It's like Almost like vegetables and fruit and <laughs> you know, really great. Latin as vegetables. I've not heard that one. I like it. <laughs> yes. So like just laying that wonderful foundation for good. If you're thinking about your body, having good health with um, good, you know, meat, fruit, vegetables. I feel like for your mind, Latin is like that. And it lays a wonderful foundation for Lat for English grammar, comprehension, literacy, and many, many other things, many other, um, it kind of connects all of our subjects together in a way. You can always find some connection back to Latin, um, in my opinion, and from what I've seen, just even with science, of course, the classification system is all in Latin, and that's a worldwide classification system for scientists, so that everybody, you know, in the science community knows what we're talking about, despite different languages. Mathematics, rectangle, triangles, those words all connect back to Latin. Um, you know, even the word calculus, that word means pebble in Latin. And so, you know, they used to use pebbles and things and rocks for weights and measuring way back when. And so I can find connections pretty much in any subject back to Latin. And so there really is also just really at the very base of things, there's no better way of learning English grammar than learning Latin. Yeah, you've covered a lot of different things. One of the things when sorry, me, I might get a little really, yeah, That's really good. You've you've given a lot of places that we could go with this. But one of the things that I have uh, said that I that really has been re has resonated with me for the time that I've been involved in classical education, which is now uh, over thirty years. But it's the idea that Latin is a tool of leverage for mastering language and. Learning language, mastering language is one of the most significant things that we do in education. If we have mastered language, we are prepared in a lot of different ways to do a lot of different things. It, it's it's essential for an educated person to have mastered language, and Latin makes it easier to do. Does that resonate with you as well? It definitely, definitely does. Um I think back, you just reminded me of my mom once. Now, this has a different connection to a different language, but she learned a different language in her older years. It wasn't Latin. It was a different language, but she didn't know. She didn't realize until she was studying that language how much she didn't know about English um, grammar. So Latin, since it doesn't change, it's just it's 
so comforting. It doesn't change. So much in our world changes all the time, but Latin is eternal. They love, people love to say Latin is dead. Latin is eternal. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't change. It's very solid. And yet it's very influential over our, you know, our culture, our history, our language. And so what better way to kind of solidify, you know, what we know than learning Latin, in my opinion. Did I answer your question or I just totally yeah, go you into did. Uh, there, there are those out there, and they tend to be people who are not, um, well, let me not say that. How would you address the mother or the family that says, well, I'm going to teach my children Spanish instead of Latin in grammar school. That way they'll be able to speak two languages and uh, they'll be they'll have the practical aspect of uh, conversational elements and communication because of Spanish. Why, what would you say to them if they decided that they were going to choose Spanish for those reasons rather than Latin as an as an additional language, so to speak? I would say that even one year or two years of Latin would help them learn Spanish so much better because yeah. Latin is the mother of Spanish and French and Portuguese and um, Romanian and did I say the Romanian Romanian wait wait Spanish Portuguese French Romanian what am I forgetting there's another one anyway Italian of course Italian <laughs> Rome after all yeah. <laughs> um so they would learn those languages so much better Latin also gives a wonderful foundation for learning other languages yeah. because it's such a building blocks method of doing things and so and for children it's much easier to learn Latin to be honest because yeah. Spanish is still changing and evolving. And, you know, which Spanish are you going to teach? Spanish from Spain, Spanish from, you know, which one? There's so many different yeah. um, dialects and varieties. Isn't it? Isn't it also true that it's really misunderstanding the reason for Latin? When you started out talking about Latin, you talked about how it connects to the sciences mm -hmm. and how it connects. It, it has cultural context. It has literary context. It has all these kinds of things. And if we're learning to speak Spanish, we're learning it primarily to be able to converse in Spanish. Right. That's it. Yes. It's a good thing, but it's not nearly as core as what Latin does to shaping the brain, our thinking, all these things. It's 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 really confusing the issue in my thinking that uh, mm -hmm. we're learning Latin for a very different reason than simply learning a second language. Very, exactly. Because another thing, like to just to build on that is when you're learning Latin, like when say we learn, I don't know, let me think of a word here. Let's learn <clears throat> pater, which means father. Um, the word pater in Latin <clears throat> means father. And so you can think all the way already about different derivatives, English words that would relate back to pater, like paternal. Um, and um the word patria means country or fatherland. You can see the relationship between fatherland and father. So patriotic, patriotism, um, all of these words in English have their roots in Latin. So when you go to learn Spanish after you've learned Latin, you're going to see some similar connections in Spanish. But Spanish, um, you know, again, you're going to learn in Latin very simple uh, grammar to build on as well. For example, um, amo amasamat, that's the word that we that means I love. So amo amasamat, amamos, amatis, amant, 
that is the conjugation of the word I love. And that will teach a student first, second, third person, singular, plural, and present tense. So they're going to learn all of those grammar yep. terms and all of those things just from learning one chant, which is fun. Students love to chant and sing. And I won't sing for you, but there's a song that goes with that. So. <laughs> uh, trust me, I know. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Yeah, I do. Um, it It is truly amazing what learning Latin does mm -hmm. in terms of vocabulary. And, and, you know, people look at our reading list and they say, how can a student read that in fourth grade or in seventh grade? And the answer is quite simple. They've taken Latin because of their background in Latin and what it's done to their vocabulary, what it's done to their understanding of grammar. They are simply able to read more and bigger, more sophisticated things sooner. And it just leverages education in ways that make people say, how in the world can kids do that? But they do. It is amazing. It is amazing. And like you mentioned before, like you, I think you used the word tool, but we use Latin is, is a tool to train the mind. Uh, we, of course, it teaches you about grammar and vocabulary and all these different connections we can make. But there's something about learning Latin itself that helps your mind to think better. And so, I mean, I would compare it to learning an instrument because I remember when I was even in high school, they did some study um, with all the students who had taken an instrument and then how that related to their learning abilities. And there was definite connection there. So, um, Latin provides a similar and better foundation for training and tool for training the mind. There's something about the way the language is built. Of course, it's our language is, you know, Western civilization is built on um, the Roman, you know, Roman times in Rome. And um, that was Latin their language. So huge influence. Yeah. Huge influence into our language. So learning all of that, I think there's just something intrinsic since we have developed out of that. Um, there's something very that just makes sense about Latin to English speakers and then speakers of, you know, again, the Romance languages yeah. and things. Yeah, it it is. And the other thing, you know, uh, maybe this was the case for you and your high school experience when you took Latin. When I was in high school, our school still taught Latin. And I remember some of the kids that took Latin tended to be those who came from families who had a little bit more of an appreciation of what had been in the past. That was not the case in my family, and I didn't understand that. I, I took, with a name like Detweiler, you would understand, I probably took German, and I did. Uh, and it was helpful and, and really did uh, serve its purpose. But if we think about taking Latin as an alternative to taking modern foreign language, in high school, we've once again missed the point. The point of taking Latin is to help shape the mind. Mm -hmm. And it was always the case hundreds of years ago and is now becoming the case again with the classically educated that we're teaching Latin when it matters most in grammar school. And you're really at the core of it. I'd be curious if you have some stories or experiences where you've seen students benefit from that, or maybe even some funny anecdotal things that have happened in your uh, many classes you've dealt with goodness. You've probably had thousands of students now that have passed <laughs> through your classes. I think I uh, have. What are some great stories that uh, stick uh, stick to you and you enjoy telling uh, when given a chance? 
Well, one just comes to mind specifically, and this was a long time ago, but it was um, a Latin class. I believe it was, it might've even been a Latin one class. It might've been a Latin transition. I can't remember. I feel like the student was a little older than fifth grade, but you know, we went through the whole class and we were coming to the end and, and um, the end of the, the course. And she stayed back one day in class. Like she wanted to talk to me after class. So I said, okay. And so we were sitting there and and, um, she asked the question and she was an international student. She was from Singapore. And she asked me, she said, why do we, why do people take Latin? She's like that typical, what we're talking about here. Why, why take Latin? You know, and I thought, oh no, the student doesn't like Latin. And I'm thinking, you know, okay, what can I'm going to work up into my spiel of <laughs> what Latin is and why this is so important and don't give up. And um, anyway, I went through the whole, what we've been talking about. Oh, it lays this great foundation. It trains your mind. You know, it's like <laughs> you have to think in steps and it, and it helps your mind to think better and, and um, you'll learn more and you'll have connections to science and all these things we've been talking about connections to history, the Roman empire, Da, da, da. And I go on and on. It probably went on for a couple minutes. And then there's like this pause and she goes, well, what if I just like it? <laughs> because what if I just want to study because I like it? I thought, oh, that's okay too. You know? <laughs> so that's my oh, favorite. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah. She goes, that's, a, well, like, that's okay too. So that's another thing I just wanted to point out to any parent who is hesitant is that it's, it's not just some arduous terrible thing you're having to learn it's fun it's enjoyable the students I don't have too many specific stories because my most of my students are really young and they really just they really when they get excited excited about something they really want to talk about Legos and stuff <laughs> Legos <laughs> is thing in my classes or, or their pets and they want to talk about their dogs and things like that but um but they do just occasionally be like that was so fun and I'll be like parsing we'll be parsing something like what is the you know, I don't know, what is the tense and number and person of this verb? And we'll be parsing and they'll say, oh, that was so fun. I just love parsing. Or some of them just love making the connections to derivatives, like with the English words that come from Latin and they love thinking of words. And sometimes another, I have one student who's particularly funny. She, I still have her, it's like her third year and she will always make up some crazy word. Like as I'll say, well, just even like throw something out there. Like I'll be like, okay, what's the new word? Let me just look for one. Like, I don't know, finio, you know, what's the, what's a derivative from finio? And, and then they'll come up with some crazy word. That's not a word. And I'm like, well, that should be a word, right? That should, that <laughs> should be an English word. That is not an English word. So <laughs> have fun with words. I'm like, let's have fun with words. And I just think that's a big part of Latin is having fun with words and, and just enjoying the subject. You've, you know, you've, it really, be captured, you've really captured the grammar school student too, as we talk mm-hmm. about grammar, logic, and rhetoric as stages of education as they develop. We think of the grammar school student as make it fun and make it interesting, and they'll enjoy it regardless of it. And and you have captured that in your teaching. That's really cool. I interrupted you, though. You were finishing another thought. No, that was, no you didn't interrupt me. No, I love that. It, and, not you know, I've had my students who are you know, maybe not as enthralled with Latin, but they're always the ones that are, and and it's just really fun. And, you know, I always try to get the other ones to find something about it that they can appreciate. I do make a big effort to remind my students that they're there for a purpose. It's purposeful. And that I heard somebody, I don't know if it was Doug Wilson, it was the best quote, and I've been looking for it, and I can't find it. So maybe you know what it was, but it was like, you'll, you may not remember, 
remember any of the Latin you learned, but Latin will affect everything else you learn from that point on. I, I believe that. And that sounds really good, but I can't help you with the quote. I'm sorry. I don't remember. I can't find it. I can't find I read that and I thought, wow, that's a great thing to say. So anyway, yes. So those are my, I love my little um, grammar school students. They're really fun and we have a good time. Yeah. Well, you have been, you have been a real uh, part of the institution that's being built, a, a key player. And I don't know of anything um, really that, that's more significant than sh of shaping young people than it is to cause them or to help them continue to love the creativity that comes through education. And especially in this core discipline of Latin uh, that you've been able to shape them. It's made a huge difference. Uh, have you had, do you have any stories of students that came back to you recalling uh, how much they appreciate what you did for them maybe 10 years later? I do every, you know, once in a while, especially during teacher appreciation week, which we have is lovely. We have our students give us this wonderful group letters during teacher appreciation week. It's such a sweet time, but I, I always seem to have a couple that'll, um, talk about how they really enjoyed learning Latin and they're still, they're going to do other things now, but it really helped them. And, um, or I'll have a, an email every now and then from a student, just remember me. I'm like, of course I do. And yeah, we have a great student body here. Doesn't feedback like that just make it all worthwhile? Oh, definitely. I love it. I love, I love it. I, I think it's a great, we just have such a really lovely community here. So, well, Hetty, thank you so much for what you do at Veritas, what you do in the lives of students. Uh, it is it is really thrilling to be able to work with you and to see the impact that you have on so many. Appreciate what you do. Oh, you're so kind. Thank you. I appreciate you too. Well, thanks. Folks, you have been with us uh, uh, talking Latin here at Veritas Vox, the voice of classical Christian education. Thank you for joining us.